Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the Blackhawks' last couple games, got a couple wins and a loss in here, and some surprises. Matt, uh, let's start off with um, tonight's game. Bedard uh, does the Michigan. Well, is that even the Michigan, or should we call that the Bedsy? Because uh, <laughs> he uh, got the puck, pretty much flipped it out, flipped it onto his stick, and and put it right in right into the net and uh, it happened so fast man that i i was like we just scored i don't even know how it happened <laughs> i just heard the post right away yeah like, yeah you no, heard the post right away. i'm like did he shoot it or did he i was wondering if he like lost control of the puck and it, it just happened to hit the side there but no it was a it was a goal uh we'll, i think we'll let's post that on the uh, tomahawk page well look at this dude he he started the whole play he fired it in was blocked I think it went back to, I want to say, Kershev. Dumps it in, catches the pass at the same time, rolls the puck on his on his blade, and does the the Michigan. Or what Voster says, the lacrosse goal. The lacrosse move. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but unbelievable, uh, man. And it's I don't know if you watched the intermission. He tried that a year ago today in the World Juniors against Finland. Same exact spot on the ice, but the the Finnish goalie played it perfect. He he saw it happening, lifted up his chest and kind of put his head in between the crossbar and the post. <laughs> didn't even get him. Didn't even get like a shot off it. Bennington, no, yeah. he left a he left a lot of daylight for him and uh, Bedard. Dude, you know what, man? There really wasn't that much room. It's because like a split he, he moved. Yeah, he moved. He moved side to side really well, but that top corner by his head was open. That whole area. You give and a to be honest daylight, with you, that's what happens. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, from even behind the net, I think that that's pretty. That's pretty incredible. And you know, and here's something else that I want. I wanted to. I wanted to bring up to you, kind of as a surprise. There is a lot of talk about Bedard's play, and you know, obviously he's putting up points, but. Some people are saying that he needs time down in Rockford to get his defensive side of the defensive side of the of his game ready for the NHL, which I completely disagree with. Who said that because I think uh, Patrick Kane played for like the first like seven seasons of his career and didn't play defense. So, um, um, huh. I completely disagree with this take. It, there's been a couple. Um, you know, just out there in in the Twitter, Facebook verse of what hockey fans are talking about, and a lot of people are like, "Look, this kid's ready." You know, he's really, really good. I think now he's got thirteen goals and fifteen assists. Maybe, um, he's practically playing at a at a point per game clip. I don't see why anybody would send him down, and I completely disagree with sending. Uh, sending Reichel down too. Uh, he needs he needs time to play. He needs time at at, at the professional level. And I, I'll be honest with you, man. I I use Alexis Lafreniere as an example because he was the number one draft pick. He, to be honest with you, he's been a, a third line banger since he came into the league. And this year he's he's putting up some points, which is typically that's the the type of player that he is. So. I think that we need to give Reichel some time. What do you think? Yeah, he's got to stay up. Like you said, he needs. He he was almost dominant last year with Rockford. It's not doing him any good. It's, it'd be like sending Korczynski back to 
to juniors. He was dominant there. Heard that too. He's already, he's done his time there. He's ready. It's just, uh, the team's not that good. <laughs> I mean, we don't have the personnel to, you know, he's not going to go out and be a plus 30 Bedard. You know, he and it, to send him down is just insane. He's way too good. He, if anything, send McDavid down. He, his defense is terrible <laughs> too. So I mean, yeah, those are is. just bad takes. Non-existent. Those are bad takes. I mean, Patrice Bergeron, you know, Cindy Crosby, Johnny Taves. Those guys play the position the right way. Hopefully, Bedard will kind of slowly learn that too. Like his two-way game is just as important. But keep in mind, he's eighteen. You know, it's it's gonna take a while. And you gotta you gotta surround him with players that will make him succeed. Right now, he's just making these guys better. The guys around him. He's not really it's it's pretty much it's his show out there. As of today, I mean, look at today. That was unbelievable. The the Michigan attempt an eighteen year old, I, I I wouldn't even attempt that at my age. I'd be embarrassed. And he just made it look so <laughs> easy and I'm just happy it was against the blues. You know, I it's it's the rival and <laughs> I'm sure they're all like, oh, shoot, we're screwed for the next decade. Right. Uh, Matt, do you think that, do you think that, you know, maybe people just don't understand that there is a, um, th- that the competition between the AHL and NHL, their difference is vast. Yeah, it's a crazy, and, big, big, big world. And And I don't think that that the average fan really understands how vast of a difference it is to be a solid point producer at the AHL and you come up to the NHL and you can't, uh, you can't get a, a biscuit in the net. Well, use Brandon Perry as an example. That guy is an AHL legend, you know, like even back in the day when we were younger, remember the, the Wendell Youngs and the Steve Maltese, those guys were AHL beasts. They could not play in the NHL. I mean, they, they just weren't good enough. And then, w- didn't we have a kid like a couple years ago, McNeil? I think he was a first-round oh, pick. yeah. He's been an AHL yeah. guy forever. You know, I don't even think he's playing yeah, he anymore. Has. So it's it, it's light years apart in skill. And to, sending Bedard or even considering that is just insane. I mean, it's it's insulting. The guy, the guy yeah. is putting up... He he's at 13 goals as an 18 year old. He's way ahead of all these other guys. They keep showing him against the other team superstar. You know, like like uh like comparisons of 18. I think they showed uh Nate McKinnon, right? Mm-hmm. He's way ahead of him in assists, points, and Nathan McKinnon is a top five player. So he is. He's on his way to becoming a superstar. It's just a matter of time. He's a guy that I would consider that you would if. You remember how we talked about who, who do you build your team around with the Hughes brothers? Nathan McKinnon is one of those guys that you build oh, your team sure. around. And, and uh, Nate's got, you know, he's got Ranton in to play with. He's got, he had Gabriel Landeskog, who is still a good player. Uh, Kale McCarr, Bo Byram, all these guys. He had a good supporting cast. But Dart is doing it by himself. He's got Nick Felino. Nothing against Nick Felino, but right now he's on the back nine of his career. He's a grinder. Gotta love him, but yeah. he's not a Miko Rantanen, you know? No, he's so not. That's more impressive to me that Connor is doing this as an 18 year old virtually by himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this is really, 
this is really Reichel's time to shine, man. You know, um, I think if he can just find his shot, Bedard's going to find him because Bedard, if you've noticed, when if he has an opportunity to shoot, he'll shoot. But defenses are just swarming to him. And he is getting the puck through traffic to open guys. And open guys need to be ready. I've seen, um, it was a few games ago, Reichel, um, I don't know how Bedard got him the puck, but he did. Reichel wasn't expecting it and then shot it, and but the goalie had time to recover. And another time it happened with, um, it happened with Kurashev. He wasn't expecting it either. A couple games later, I noticed that both it, uh, Bedard found Kurashev again and Kurashev fired it right away and it hit the post. Should have been a goal. And um, the next time with Reichel, uh, Reichel scored. So uh, I think that these kids, you know, like the, you know, the memo is out. Get ready for the puck at all times because Bedard, is, he's going to find a way to get it to you. And he is. Um, I think that it's incredible how much of a, sniper and a playmaker that he is yeah i i think he needs maybe two pass first players on his line in the future a guy guys that'll think pass first because this kid needs to shoot his shot is just absolutely elite and i think he's going to be our next 50 goal guy eventually yeah he might get 50 goals and 80 assists one year. I, I could see him getting 15, 50, some, maybe in the next, in his rookie contract. Just if at, at next year he's going to take a jump. I, and I, I think every year he's going to take a jump. That's just how incredible he is. But if he can get that Patrick Kane like pass first guy, watch out. Man. He's got uh, Hawks defeated the Avs three to two. Bedard had two assists in that game. Uh, Zaitsev had two assists in that game too. Donato and Johnson and Reichel all with goals, which is good, man. I, I mean, I like seeing, I like seeing these guys uh, scoring. You know, like I mentioned Reichel earlier. Um, Tyler Johnson, he's such a scrappy guy. You know, and even even Donato. You know, D- Donato. At the beginning, he was playing on that top line with Bedard. They moved him down, and now he's, um, you know, he's he's shooting. It seems like him and Dickinson are kind of going back and forth with these one goal, two goal games. You know, how are you feeling about Donato this season? Yeah, I like Donato. I I believe he scored in the first game of the season, and I I really I thought he'd be playing with Bedard more, but uh, I guess Richardson didn't like him with Bedard and. Wanted to spread out some depth, maybe, but yeah, he's been good lately. I, he scored last night against the Canadians, and uh, he was mic'd up. And Bedard gave him a beautiful pass, and uh, he didn't waste any time. And yeah, I I think he if he surrounded with you put him with better players, I think you're gonna get more out of him. But uh, like I said, I think that Dick or I'm sorry, not Dickinson, uh, Richardson wants to. Spread the wealth out, I guess you could say, and kind of balance the the team out a little bit better. Sure, but Dart is at uh, twelve goals and seventeen assists on the season, twenty nine points. Yep, he's running away with the rookie of the year. It's his to lose now. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, man. I can't believe we've already played a uh, you know thirty two games. 
Yeah, we're sitting at the bottom, but, you know, we are competing. We've been blown out maybe two games, I want to say, where it was like, yikes, like 8-1 losses. But for the most yeah. part, I think Mrazic and Soderbloom have been okay. Um, Mrazic's definitely the, the the better goalie. He's got, obviously, more experience and stuff like that. But I I think he's a bright spot for this team. And if anything... I, like like I've said before, teams should be really scouting this guy at the deadline. Teams that are going for it, like this guy is an unbelievable goalie, dude. He stands on his head a lot. Do you think that um that th- that people are going to be targeting maybe Johnson, Dickinson, Zanato, Mrazic? Um, I uh, Dickinson, I think you know he's at a career high. He he scored a goal tonight against the uh, St. Louis Blues in the second period. Uh, we're currently up 4-2, I believe. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be some scouts, you know, watching him. I thought he was a steal last year, steal of a trade. I think uh, Vancouver had him, and I, I'm not sure what pick we traded for him, but I, I'm very happy with him. I honestly would love to see him come back. I'd like to see more out of him, and I'd like to see him playing, obviously, with better players. But still, 12 goals. He had a hat trick a couple weeks ago. Um, but if I'm a team, you know, looking to fill in some depth, some, you know, guys that could score. Yeah, absolutely. I would be all over Jason Dickinson. Hawks lost to the, uh, it was painful. They lost to the Habs. I thought that they were going to win that game. Apparently that wasn't the case. How'd you feel about that game, man? Yeah, I am not a Habs fan at all. Um, yeah, it, we looked good the first two periods and then something just, they just kind of ran away with the game and. You know, you got to just, I guess, hit reset and forget about it. Uh, I thought when Donato scored that goal with Bedard's beautiful pass, I'm like, ooh, it's going to be one of those nights. Bedard's throwing that fire in that puck to his teammates, and that was it for him. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a, not a big fan of that team at all. I, I, I do like Marty St. Louis. Uh, I know Cole Caulfield's having a kind of a down year. Suzuki, another, you know, down down season, not as high as previous previous years and stuff like that. but. I just looked at the standings, man. They're they're in the hunt still, so kind of surprised about that. So, is there anybody that you think that we could actually, you know, probably get something meaningful for? Uh, I don't know if we're gonna get like first round picks for any of these guys, unless sure. there's a bidding war going on for Morazic. I could see like a desperate team, you know, like the Leafs or. Uh, Carolina, I know he's got some roots with Carolina, and you know they sent uh, Anti Ranta down. He's playing in uh, Chicago with with the Wolves now. They're not happy with his performance, but uh, you know teams like that that are say say a goalie gets hurt, he's a guy you definitely want to have on your team. But if I'm Toronto, man, I'm really watching this guy very carefully. Hmm. What about what about Edmonton? Well, they're a 500 team, and it's impressive. They've, you know, kind of crawled out from hell. You know, they were at the bottom, yeah. and you know, every every day I look at the NHL stat leaders, and Connor last week was like top ten. Now he's top four, <laughs> which is incredible. And I still yeah. am going to say it. I think he's going to lead the league in points at the end of the season. And do you think that Edmonton makes the playoffs? <sighs> Uh, I think that they are going to sneak in the last wild card spot. 
I do. Now, what if they don't? What if Connor? Let's let's just say what if. What if Connor, you know, wins to Art Ross, and they don't get in? What, you know, <clears throat> they should be sounding the alarms there. To be honest with you, because they're wasting this guy's prime. Uh, it, yeah, it's the same. Every talk you hear with Connor, it's like these are prime years, and they're just you know throwing it out the window. Um. Yeah, you're just. You're going to need to, you know, get a new GM probably with a new vision, but you can't do much if you're a new GM. I mean, you're kind of cap tied unless you can get rid of a nurse's contract or, you know, I don't know what you do, man. It's really hard. I mean, this is one of the best players of all time, probably, and you're going to piss him off. And eventually he's going to say, you know what, I got to win. You know, I'm I'm like the closest guy probably to Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> so I I need my name on that cup. So I, I don't know what you do. I, if anything, I would try to lock up Dreisaitl first, just in case you can't get Connor, you know, at this point. Yeah. Here's something else to think about. When you look at Ovechkin, he was able to win with Washington. And, and at one time, Washington, you know, they were dog shit. Same thing with the Pens. Sidney Crosby was able to win with the Pens, and they were really, really bad at one time. Jonathan Taves was able to win with the Blackhawks, who was really, really, really bad. Same thing with Kaner. McDavid, do you think that it's the same if he goes somewhere else and wins, and he doesn't win in Edmonton? I think that it is. Wait, what are you asking me? I'm asking you that. Do you think that say he say he leaves and he goes to Florida yeah. and they win a cup and it's like oh okay well you know that's great you know you had to go to another spot ah, to win a the cup. LeBron you conversation. You you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it in Edmonton. You couldn't do it with the captain of your ship. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, like like LeBron kind of, you know, like he remember he was flopping around trying to get a championship and stuff like that. Well, yeah. he he left he left Cleveland yeah. and he went to Miami and I think he won a championship the very next yeah, season he, or or the or the season and after. He couldn't do it with his team, you know, like his first team. He, yeah, that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a credit to him. He came back later and he won I, a championship with the Cavs. You can't take away that Connor. This guy is, you know, he's he's doing a lot. <laughs> you know, he's yeah, he is. But man, I could see that happening. I could see him going to another team and winning in the next couple seasons of his new contract. Yep, I can absolutely see it. And you know, the Oilers fans will be bitter. But I mean, what do you want this guy to do? He's literally he's doing everything. I'm sure if he could stop pucks in net, he would do it too. Do you think that tarnishes his legacy at all? No, no, I don't think so. I think he's so. I would. I I I would think that it did. Well, you you got to put. Good players around him. I know he's got the second best player in the world right now, but look at the depth. Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon's another one, dude. Colorado was dog shit when they got him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely horrible. But Joe Sackick and did he, his he, job. He, he he was able to win. But True. Joe Sackick did his job, put in a good supporting cast for him. He, you know, he had Nico Ranton in. He, he got uh, a really, he got lucky with Darcy Kemper in that. I mean, the year before yeah, it was did. Philip Grubauer, and he, you know, they let him, he ended up walking. So they get Darcy Kemper, and they just had really good depth and really good players, and they, they, they won their first cup. They earned that. But 
Bedard, or I'm sorry, not Bedard. They they were able to do it though. They came but from the depths and they they took their their ter- what was once a terrible team and they won a Stanley Cup and and um, Connor Connor McDavid has not been able to do that, man. Even with and every single guy that I just mentioned, every single guy, none of them had what what is considered the number two or number three best player in the world as well. That's true, but it's it matters in net too. Those guys had That's some true. solid yeah. net minders on those Stanley Cup teams. And Edmonton's had a lot of trouble with goalies. I think the last Edmonton goalie that it was that's done anything was in 2006, Dwayne Rolison. This guy was... <laughs> A trade, you know, a trade deadline guy. I think he was traded from Minnesota. He took that net, the eighth place seeded team. They beat the Red Wings. I think they beat the Ducks. Then they play the Hurricanes, took them to a game seven and lost because Rolison got hurt. But he was their last best goalie. That's a long freaking time. It's almost 20 years. So, yeah. Connor has never had an elite goalie. I give Kenny Holland credit. He tried with uh, Campbell. Campbell's been bad. They had to send him down, and they've been trying to fill in guys like Mike Smith. Come on, man. He's 40 years old. You know, this was. They might as well just bring him back. I, you might as well. Yeah. You're not going to win anything, and you got your net filled, but they they got to do something. They got to draft a kid, hope, hope he develops fast enough, or make a splash. Trade, a, trade like a Nugent Hopkins, trade a Hyman, and get a guy in net. I mean, look, John Gibson. With the Ducks, that team is not going anywhere. He's wasting prime years there himself. If he you put him on a squad with, you know, McDavid and uh, Drysidle, Nurse, all those guys, he might he might be the missing piece. You know, they need a guy that can stop pucks and steal a game when Connor cannot score. And there's going right. to be games, and especially in the playoffs, someone's going to shut him down. They need their depth to score, and they need a goalie to stop pucks. That's what it comes down to for him, I think. Incredible, incredible. So last week we we went, we went over team two. I'm I'm sorry, team USA and the uh, Canadian team. We have come to the conclusion that the Americans are actually bringing out better hockey players than Canada. This week we're going to go over Russia and Sweden, and this is pretty fun, man. Yeah. Um. So for a Russian team, uh, I'm going to name the top. I'll go with the top what twenty players. Yeah. So we've got uh, Nikita Kucherov, number one. They got the bread man here at number two, man. And I wouldn't put him that high. He's a freaking choker. Doesn't well, play and it does not play well. Stop here at three, four, and five because this is impressive as all hell. This it is. is scary, and I would have. I th- I think all three of these guys should be higher than um p- uh, the bread man, Andrei Vasilevsky, Igor Shosturkin, and Eli Sorokin. Matt. We're talking about um, goaltenders. The gauntlet <laughs> of the, the gauntlet of freaking goalies here, man. You know, say say you get a few win on Vasilevsky, you know, or you know maybe he's got the flu and Shosturkin takes over net. That doesn't sound like fun. No, I, I think you could just tell these guys, hey, you're out in the first period, you're out in the second period, and you're out in the third period just because <laughs> you're all elite number one goalies. That's how, and yeah. they win. They'd be fine. 
Yeah, yeah, they would. Uh, number six, we've got uh, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov. Ovechkin at number seven. I think he's pretty high to be all the way up there. And his buddy, he's, he's been right below him. He's been terrible this year. Uh, Malikin, I think, has been playing pretty decent. Uh, Shvechnikov at number nine. Sergachev at number 10. Pavel Buchnevich at number 11. As a matter of fact, dude, I think Buchnevich has been playing much better than Ovechkin. Yeah, has. he's been a real gem for the Blues for sure. Um, we've got Kuzmenko, Andre Kuzmenko from the Canucks, Eli Samsonov from the Maple Leafs, uh, Ivan Provenov from the Blue Jackets, Sergey Bobrovsky, another goalie from the Panthers. But I don't, with Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Sorokin, I don't see how uh, Bobrovsky breaks that. Um, no, no. Breaks in there. No, I, I would, you know, give him a flight ticket just in case there's an injury, but he ain't suiting up. <laughs> right. Uh, we've got Valerie Nuskushin at for the Avalanche at number 16. Tarasenko at number 17. You know what, man? You could say Tarasenko's been playing better than Ovechkin as well. Uh, Dmitry Orlov at 18. This is where it drops big time. Yeah, it does. Kuchnetsov with the Capitals at 19. Um, Varlamov at 20. Mikhaev at 21. Barbashev at 22. Uh, Alexander Barbanov from the Sharks at 23. Artem Zub at 24, Zadarov at 25, Piotr, Peter uh, Kachinkov. Kachinkov. <laughs> there's there's a, lot of offs. Yeah. a lot of offs on this team. Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. I, I, there's no no sense in going going down any further. So um, you got to just give their goaltending an A freaking plus plus. I mean, yeah. oh boy. I see this team struggling to create offense, man. Um, other than having a line with uh, with the breadman and Kaprizov, and you can have, um, I would probably looking at this team probably have Malikin centering that line. Um, you got Buchnevitz, you know, carrying a, a second line. After that, man, it's it's not looking good for Russia. Now I think their offense is not great. Uh, but you know what? The goaltending could make or break you here. Defense isn't much no, better. They, they're going to rely on those three goalies. Whoever, I mean, who do you start? Shesterkin? I would start Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. I think I would too. Oh, well, hold, hold, well, 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 okay. So this is going on in two years. If it was happening today, I would start Shesterkin. Um, and then because Vasilevsky still coming off of that injury. And That's I true. think that. It might be lingering a little bit, so I would be starting Shesterkin. Um, but if this is in two years, uh, I would be, d- depending on how Vasilevsky's play is within these next two years, I would start him and um, have Shesterkin. You know what, man? It's tough. I'd give them all starts. There, 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 is a, there is a case for Shesterkin and Sorokin to back up Vasilevsky because Shesterkin plays on a very good team that has a uh, a very they're very good offensively and they're very good they're very good uh, defensively as well they're very responsible Sorokin on the other hand is used to playing on a team that doesn't have much offense and the defense on on sometimes can't have much to be desired so he's used to playing with a squad which pretty much Russia is. Vasilevsky is used to playing with a very strong team. I don't know if these, if Vasilevsky and Shesterkin 
mentally are prepared for not having um, a very good squad in front of them, What where Sorokin is. So he's used to being that Team guy. Team USA versus Russia, I'm putting Sorokin in that just yeah. because he's going to get peppered. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I, I, I think you nailed it. He's kind of relied on himself. If he has a bad night, the Islanders lose. Right. If he has a good night, the Islanders can win one nothing. That's just that's that team. He's really yeah. like Barzell and Bo Horvat are like the only offensive threats, and you know they don't show up every night. They need him to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much where I'm at with Russia. Um, let's check out Sweden. Hold on, let me pull up this link here. All right. I'll start from. Uh, let me know where. Philip, yeah, it starts dropping off. Uh, uh, all right, I'm, I'll go through this. I can't believe Nicholas Backstrom's still on here. He's so done. at number one, Elias Elias Peterson at number one. He's been f- phenomenal for the Canucks this year, man. Phenomenal. Victor Hedman. This is. I think that this is going to be. We're we're getting into like the. Kind of the tail end of his career. I think that he's still elite, but look for production to start dropping off for Hedman. He's played a lot of games, man. A lot of hard games. I mean, heck, at the beginning of his career, he's playing against the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, so um, he's had some um, some tough tough games, but incredible uh, incredible defenseman. Eric Carlson. Um, I mean, I he's they've got him here at number three. I think Darlene has been playing better than Carlson has this year. Even though that Carlson, for the f- first time in his career, I think he's a plus. Um, Linus Allmark at number five, really strong goalie, man. Um, really strong goalie. I like him. Philippe Forsberg for the Predators at number six. We've got Jesper Bratt at number seven. And uh, hold on. What the heck isn't this thing scrolling? Of course, this thing starts messing yeah, up for me up now. Me too, actually. Yeah, Did it? That's weird. It must be the uh, Mika Zibanejad. Oh, uh, is number eight. Okay, hold on. I got Jesper Bratt number seven. Mika Zibanejad at number eight. Elias Lindholm at number nine. Landis Gog, if he can stay healthy, so we'll put him. You know, we're just gonna scratch him because he'll probably be hurt. Um, Adrian Kempe at number eleven. Hamp- Hampus Lindholm. 12, Jonas Broden at 13, Rasmus Anderson at 14. Yeah, it's William Carlson's. I think he's a pretty solid like center, him. though. Yeah, man. I like him. But yeah, this is dropping out. Jacob Markstrom uh, for the Flames. He's a good goalie. Joel Erickson Eck, Matthias Eckholm at 18. Yeah, then we then we go to Gustav Forsling at 19. Yeah. Robin Leonard. I don't know if he's going to bring his his uh, gang of snakes with him uh his snake farm with him to come and play put it into the uh visitors locker room um adam larson 21 philippe gustafson at 22 lucas raymond at 23 they've got baxter listed yeah, here at he's 24 done. he's retired <laughs> yeah so that's that's pretty much it man victor arvidson at 26 ekman larson at 25 yeah eric gustafson at 29 so i can't believe they got gustav gustav nyquist below Gustafson, I'd have him higher. Uh, I, Anyways, I don't know. this is this is just an NHL ranking system, the video game. Sure, but yeah. So like, then again, they they did forget Gorgiev. 
another goalie for yeah. Team Russia. They put him on Team USA. So yeah, something must have happened. And he's a, I, you know, good goalie. I, I, I think Team Russia are. If you are going into this year's draft in the NHL and you're looking for a goalie, you look at Russia because they are producing some very, very good goalies. These guys are growing on trees uh, over amazing. there. Man, um, this seems like one of those typical Sweden teams that's very strong on the back end, has uh, has some stability down the center with their centers, and the uh, the defense is 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 pretty sound. Uh, but I don't think that um, I don't think that they could withstand a peppering from a really strong offensive team. What do you think? No, I I probably have them. <sighs> yeah, Sweden. It's hard for me to rank these guys. I don't. I don't see them even competing for a medal with that roster. Yeah. To be I honest, either. I don't even see Russia competing unless the their goalies stand on their head, and it's possible. But I think the teams to beat are USA, Canada, and I hope we get that gold medal game. As a hockey fan, that's what I want to see against uh, against Canada. Yes, and I, I give the edge to USA. I think they're loaded with talent. Every department: goaltending, A, forwards, A, defense, probably a B plus, close to an A minus. That's how good they are. I can't say that about Sweden or Russia. I give Russia, you know, goaltenders A plus, and then what? Panarin is their best offensive player. I don't I don't think so. Uh Team Canada's goalies, I give a D. I think they're in big trouble unless somebody comes out next year and just runs away with like say Carter Hart. He's still young, <laughs> but I just don't see them matching up, man. Yeah, I don't either, man. I don't. Um Man, this is fun. Who we're we gonna do next week? Well, we got Finland and I believe we gotta do the checks. Uh, Slovaks and Czechs, I believe. Wow. So, yeah. Um, well, first of all, something I didn't say earlier. Merry Christmas uh, to everyone, all of our all of our listeners. I meant to put that at the beginning. Merry Christmas. This is a Christmas-released podcast. Hope everybody has, uh, has a great holiday. Matt, Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you, too, and everybody listening. We had a Merry Christmas. We, we pretty much celebrated our Christmas June twenty eighth when we uh, <laughs> when we drafted Bedard. So we got a little uh, gift tonight him, with you know. a Michigan goal from Bedard too. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, he left it in our stockings. So, all right, everybody, that's all that we got for you tonight. We're gonna do um, what Finland on the next one and Czechs. Yeah, Slovaks and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Slovaks. Yeah, because okay. I think well, it's, we'll do they three might next merge. <laughs> I think they might have to. I don't think there's enough talent. Oh my gosh. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. <laughs>